0: Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Eleanor May asks, how and when did the Earths form? Wow, thank you for asking this. This is a really interesting topic And this is something that we are learning more about every single year as we investigate the solar system, as we research the moon, as we do research here on Earth. It's something we are just learning more and more about. So the first thing we have to say is that none of us were alive back when the Earth formed. So we have to today try to piece together the mystery. We're trying to find puzzle pieces, before we can even put the puzzle together, we've got to find the pieces. And we find them all over the solar system. And we find them through our telescopes when we look out and we study other solar systems throughout the galaxy and even in other galaxies. So our current understanding of how solar systems form is that they form when a star is forming. So we start with a big cloud of gas and dust, big cloud of material in space. And gravity, we talk about gravity pretty much every week, right? Gravity pulls together that big cloud of gas and dust and it starts to make it clumpy. And at the center of each clump is where a star, usually just one star, but sometimes there can be systems that have multiple stars in them as well in these clumps where it clumps together and you get this star at the center, and then you have a swirling disk of material around that star. This disk has a special name. This is the proto-planetary disk. So proto is early or before, and planetary, planets, right? So it is the disk of material that forms planets different kinds of planets form out of the same material. So I like to imagine this protoplanetary disk kind of like soup. So in a bowl of soup, you might have a lot of different things in there. You've got your broth, maybe you've got some little chunks of chicken, and maybe you've got some onions and some carrots and things like that, right? So there's all of your things mixed all together in the soup that each planet ends up being made of more of one type of thing out of that soup or that disk of material. So for instance, Earth is made from a lot of iron. So maybe, you know, we're made from the chicken, whereas Jupiter is made mostly from hydrogen. So we could say, oh, well, maybe Jupiter is made mostly from the broth or something like that. And the reason that we think that the planets are made from different material, from the same starting material, is where they form in the solar system. So to go from this cloud of material, this disk of material, we need that material to freeze. It's very hot next to a star. And so the only kinds of materials that can freeze near a star where it's really hot are things like iron or rocks, these heavier materials. So they start to freeze and it's just little tiny pieces of this material that start freezing. And they are going to randomly bump into each other because they're all orbiting around, swirling around the sun. This process will take a really long time, much longer than a single human lifespan. So these bits of pieces bump into each other once they have frozen and so maybe you've got two pieces of of iron and they bump into each other and then they're going to stick to each other and then that bump that piece of material will bump into another piece of material and that will get a little bit bigger and then a little bit bigger and so you go from these microscopic tiny little dust particles to things that are size of pebbles and then that pebble will bump into another pebble and round and round, and we're still orbiting round and round the sun at this point. And eventually your pebbles turn into things that are the size of rocks, and rocks turn into the size of boulders. And once we get to the scale of boulders, something important happens. And this is that gravity can take over. So if you have a big rock, it has some gravity. Now it doesn't have as much gravity as a whole planet, but it still has a bit of gravity. So it can pull things towards it. So extra little pieces of dust, they can fall towards and land on that rock. And other big boulders and rocks can fall together. And so they start to merge and form even bigger structures. Now these bigger and bigger structures eventually get to the scale of something we call a planetesimal. So the building blocks of planets. And then... They keep getting bigger and bigger, and eventually they get so big that the gravity starts to pull them together and starts to squeeze that rock into, or if we're dealing with other kinds of material, right, maybe ice or something like that, it squeezes it into a big round ball shape. And when that material starts to fall in from outer space, maybe another planetesimal slams down and falls onto that young planet it releases a bunch of heat and that heat starts to melt the planet so we think that the baby earth would have been growing getting bigger and bigger and each time a new rock fell in from space it would get hotter and hotter and melt that rock to the point where baby earth was pretty much a giant ball of lava so it was melted all the way through. If we could have seen this from a spacecraft, if we could time travel and look down at Earth, it would probably look so beautiful because they, the surface of the planet would have a thin crust of dark, cooled lava with cracks of red and orange glowing underneath and moving around. It would have been spectacularly beautiful. Now, we have lots and lots of planets forming around the sun. And we think that these planets would have been merging with each other and getting bigger and bigger. So at some point we have what we call proto-Earth. And there's that word proto again, right? Early or before. And proto-Earth would have been pretty big, quite as big as Earth, but pretty close to modern day Earth. And then we think that there was another young planet that had been forming in the same way as Earth. And this planet we call Thea. We think Thea was about the size of Mars. And these two planets ended up crashing into each other and merging into an even larger planet. When that happened, we think that it flung material out into space. That collision would have made lots and lots of material fly out into space. And then gravity pulled that material together to form another planet, much smaller, but a mixture both from Proto Earth and Theia. And that is how we think the moon was formed. Now the moon is so big in comparison to the Earth that sometimes it's even considered a binary or a double planet system. Now, there is one more in our solar system in which the moon is even bigger in comparison, and that is to its planet. That's Charon and Pluto, right? But other than that, the moon is one of the biggest moons in the whole solar system compared to its planet. So at the same time all of this was happening, we think that the other planets were forming as well. And in the inner solar system, we end up eventually with the planets that we're familiar with, with Mercury, Venus, Earth, the Moon, and Mars. And then farther out, we have lots of other planets. We can talk more about that. Now, over time, we think that the material to keep forming the planets to get them bigger and bigger would have run out. So rocks would still, asteroids would still be coming and falling in to Earth for millions, hundreds of millions of years. For the Earth, that's not a very long time. For us, that's a really, really long time. The Earth is a lot older than that. We think for a long time, there would have still been some rocks falling in. But overall, the Earth would have started to be able to cool. Now, it would start to cool from the outside in. And the surface where we live, the crust, is cool now. And a lot of things have changed, like we've gotten oceans and life has spread and we've grown a thick atmosphere. But if we go deep down into the earth, we go down through the mantle, we get to the core. There's a layer of the core that we think is still so hot, leftover from the formation of the earth, that it's still liquid. It's still molten down at the outer layers of the core. Now, this part of this question is, well, how long ago was this? And we think that this was about four and a half to five billion years ago. So a really long time. Now, how in the whole solar system, how in the universe do we even begin to guess at how old a planet is? And this is a great, great question. And the way that we do it is that we look at rocks. Now, when rocks freeze, when they solidify, they freeze in place the atoms that they are made from. So atoms are the teeny tiny smallest piece of an element. And you put different elements together and you can make different kinds of material. Like a classic is if you take hydrogen and you take oxygen and put them together, then you can get water. Well, same thing with rocks. And a lot of the rocks that Earth has have silicon in them and calcium. And there's a couple of other really common types of materials that we have. When we look at the rest of the solar system, we see that the other rocky planets and the asteroids and things like that are made from the same material. Now, each little piece of material, there can be different versions of those atoms. We call those isotopes. So the isotopes can give us clues about where something came from. And we can also use radioactive dating, which means looking at how long ago one of those isotopes got trapped inside of a rock because over time those isotopes can actually transform or decay they can change into a new type of isotope we know more or less how quickly that should happen so what we do is we find little bits of rock that are still in space so we need to find asteroids and little bits that formed in space that never actually fell down and became part of the planet in that process that we were talking about when we had lots of pieces falling in accreting to become bigger and bigger and bigger till they became the planet. Well there's still a little bit of leftover junk. So if we go and we study that little bit of leftover junk, so the and I don't mean junk in a mean way, I mean in just kind of the debris that's left behind. We can look at the isotopes And we can look at what is inside of them and use that to figure out how old the rock is. When did it freeze? And we're guessing that it froze or solidified at the same time that the rest of the solar system, that planet Earth and planet Mars and all the other planets were forming. The dates that we get are about 4.6 billion years ago. So the more of these asteroids that we sample, the more sure we can become. But this is one of the many reasons we love to send our probes and machines out into the rest of the solar system and collect information. Because when we go out to search in the rest of the solar system, we're learning a little bit about us here on Earth. All right. Eleanor May, thank you for such a fun question. It is always wonderful to talk about Earth, our home, how our planet was formed, and what we know about it so far. So we are gathering those puzzle pieces, and we're figuring out how those puzzle pieces work, how they fit together. There's a lot more pieces for us to find. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us here on the podcast, Learning About Space and Science Together. If you have questions that you'd like us to talk about or topics, please have your grown ups send that into the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.